Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears, and this time we're doing something a little bit different and something a little bit the same. I've got returning guest with me, uh, Dan Brennick, who also lives in my house and is 20 feet away from me. Hi, Dan. Shalom, my homie. God, fucking, you're lucky you're 20 feet away from me, so I can't slap you for that. It's fine. It was you're always fine. Allowed. You're fine. Um, so the other thing that we're doing different is this is a little bit of a departure from our usual thing in that we are going to be talking about WandaVision, which is a 2021 limited series. So with that in mind, there won't be a look back this episode because what the fuck is the point of looking back at the last three months? That's now let's dumb. look back at Zack Snyder's Justice League. I did enjoy that. I'm not going to front. Yeah, you did. It was seven out of ten. So I Fellowship of the Rings, Gerald Adet. There were no spiders, so Gerald probably fa- reviewed it favorably. Yeah, but Cavill was in the black Superman costume, so he looked like a spider. I fucking came in my pants when that came up on the screen. I'm also, not going to lie. when Martian Manhunter came on the screen, I, you die. Well, I guess, we're, I guess we are going to talk about it. Uh, I guess we are. It's It can be edited out if it becomes uninteresting. So the my thing with Martian Manhunter is, like, they need... Well, obviously, like, who knows if the Snyderverse is going to continue. But I don't think it is, but go ahead. I think it's a shame because I think there's a lot of cool world building in Zack Snyder's Justice League. But that being said, like they, the whole Martian Manhunter thing, like him being who he is and then all of a sudden being like, oh, I, I want to like get involved now, like makes no fucking sense. Yeah, like, bitch, where were you? Like we could have used you during the whole fucking Steppenwolf fight. Like, come on. Maybe he was just waiting to see if this world was worth fighting for. Maybe. Maybe. I could fucking make up some bullshit with comics. Oh, yeah. there's it, It's comics. There's plenty of bullshit. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, actually, before we get right into it, Dan, is there anything you've been watching that you want to talk about? I mean, you've been watching Modern Family, and therefore I've been watching some of Modern Family. Well, I was watching three shows at once over the past month because we've been watching WandaVision like as it was coming out each week. So I was watching Modern Family, which I started at the beginning because it just came on Hulu, like the full series. So I'm on season eight now. And then I watched the first two and a half seasons of Community. And then I was watching the show called Good Girls on Netflix, um, which is Christina Hendricks, fucking Mae Whitman and Retta and fucking Matthew Lillard. Like the fuck. But that show's not really that fucking interesting. Retta is doing a great job acting, but the show is boring. Like, Christina Hendricks keep making the same mistakes and then crying about the position she's in. So I stopped watching that. Oh, I didn't realize you gave up on it. I gave up on it. Like, I just, it's too much of the fucking same shit over and over again. I stopped, like, towards the end of season two. Sure. I've heard that complaint against, like, Bojack Horseman, for instance, but I was also like, but Bojack Horseman is an addict, and therefore he repeats the same mistakes over and over again until he finally decides to get help, which is season six. Well, so they kind of go that route with Christina Hendricks' character because she becomes, like, I guess, addicted to the fucking criminal lifestyle, so she starts going to AA meetings, and then she just, like, well, she goes to it once in one episode, and then she doesn't go to it anymore. But yeah, that's good girls. If you want to see Retta fucking crush it, then watch some highlights of that on YouTube and you can skip the show. <laughs> yeah, you were saying like it's really a shame like what they reduce Retta to in Parks and Rec considering she does what she's able to do she... in Good Girls. Man, fucking Retta. I love her. I didn't love her before, but now I love her. 
Anyways, that's good girls. Do you have anything that you were watching? You watched that? Well, I guess you talked about it all on Netflix and Swell, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just listen to my podcast. You'll find out what I'm I'm watching. Okay. On any given week. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and do a huge like fast forward and fuck all the banter. We're gonna talk about all the shit with WandaVision. But before we do, uh, quick notes on the show. So, like I said, it's a 2021 limited series, nine episodes airing on Disney Plus. It's rated an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb and was directed by Hi! Matt Rude. It was Sorry. directed by Matt Shockman. Shakaka. Shockman! That's after, <laughs> of course, uh, notable B movie Shockma. That fucking movie sucked. Movie sucks, but uh, it's a notable B movie that people sort of enjoy. Not it. WandaVision blends the style of classic sitcoms with the MCU in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two super-powered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that not everything is as it seems. It stars Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Catherine Hahn, Tiona Paris, sorry, Tiona Paris, my bad, Randall Park, and Kat Dennings. That's all I'm going to say. So, Dan, what did you like about WandaVision? So... Before we talk about WandaVision, I want to talk about the cultural significance of WandaVision and what it led to, specifically on the internet space, which is people fucking spoiling the show on the day of release. Like That's some fucked up repugnant shit, though, by the way. Like, I know a lot of people complain about Game of Thrones. But here's the thing with Game of Thrones. At least there was an appointment time on Sunday nights. Like, it was, like, what, Sunday at, like, 9, 10, something like that. But, like, WandaVision, it releases at midnight on a Friday. I don't know, like, I know uh, plenty of people who are in, like, a bunch of Twitter chats I'm in who work on Friday and therefore aren't up at the stroke of fucking midnight ready to watch WandaVision in order to to catch up on all the the happenings of what's going on this week in Westview, New Jersey, you know? So, like, the sheer fact and the audacity of people to blatantly post spoilers to Twitter and other forms of social media, but mainly Twitter, and Twitter is a a big proponent of why I'm, I'm, I'm so mad at this, because, like, any person that's trending, they'll, that goes into their trending topics thing. And then Twitter will be like, hey, look, this thing's trending because WandaVision. And it's like, cool. Thanks for the awesome spoiler that, like, spoiler, Evan Peters was in the show. Like, so week five, at the end of the episode, whenever Evan Peters shows up, Evan Peters was trending. So I'm like, oh, cool. Evan Peters is in this week's episode. Awesome. I really wanted to know that, everybody. Thanks. And that's why I avoid social media. That's not true, but I definitely am not on it as much as you are, so I didn't have anything spoiled for me. Sure. Uh, And, like, Nate Wade, who's a patron of my show, brought up a good point on Twitter. He was like, look, I can't avoid social media. Like, sometimes with social media, like, that's how I keep keep in touch with family, friends, other stuff. So, like, when you're doing that, like, even on Facebook, people are spoiling WandaVision. So when you're doing that, you're really, and you tell people to, like, hey, don't check social media until you watch the episode. You really can't do that if you want to keep abreast of, like, what people are doing or what's going on in the world. Like, there could have been something cataclysmic that happened in the fucking world. And if you want people to avoid social media because fucking WandaVision came out, that's extremely self-centered. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's no, 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 what I'm not I saying did you. and it works. <laughs> it sounded like it was a pointed 
conversation. Uh, okay. No, no, no. There, there were legitimately people who were like, hey, no, just get off social media if you just don't want to be spoiled by WandaVision. It's like, no, that's not how that works. Or don't be a dick and spoil something eight hours after its release. I really don't like social media culture as it is. Like, there is cancel culture. I, and there are legitimate cancelings for people. Like, there are people who are, who said, like, racist, homophobic, anything-phobic kind of stuff. And they, those people deserve to be canceled. But then, like, there's other times where there's, like, people who, who really said something that's, like, not even borderline and people want to cancel them for it. And then there's shit like this. Like, and this is, like, a step below, like, uh, several steps and uh, massive steps below, like, canceling somebody. But, like, this is why social media is fucking the worst. Is because, like, I can't even figure out what's going on that day without trying to dodge spoilers for something that I haven't had a chance to watch yet. And it fucking sucks. This has been Young Old Man Rants. Dan, I asked you what you loved about WandaVision, and you gave me that. So, I will reissue the question. Dan, what did you love about WandaVision? That brings me to that next thing that I want to discuss. <laughs> Fucking Jay talking over here. That brings you would get in. that if you'd been watching The Modern Family with me. That is true. Uh, no, Elizabeth Olsen, straight up. 100%. Uh, I, I told this to Nick on our Table for Two episode. If Elizabeth Olsen does not get nominated for Best Actress in a limited series, uh, start over. Do it again. Because she is so good in this. Like... I was there for the whole classic sitcom send-up thing where they're going through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Like, I, I was there for that. It's, it's the main reason I wanted to watch the show is, like, see what happened from that. And she acts in, what, six different kind of sitcom, six, seven different sitcom styles perfectly. Like, if you put her in those styles back in those times, she would have fit in just wonderfully. Yeah, she's fucking awesome in this i loved seeing her like one of my i mean i guess this is skipping ahead a little bit but like when they're doing the modern family episode and she's basically having like a psychotic break but it's hilarious yep. she just nails that perfect line of tragedy and comedy just wonderfully she's amazing so i mean there's that paul bettany to a lesser extent like i like paul bettany but like he's not given as much to do because of what he winds up being yeah. in the show but like he nails like the zany over-the-top husband role in the earlier episodes where like he's like the dick van dyke role she's the mary tyler moore role and like he he's doing all this slapstick stuff he's doing very well as well but elizabeth olsen is the one who steals the show totes my goats what else or is that all you want to say because i have like a fucking list uh Catherine hahn oh fuck yeah I'm glad this is like her, I guess, quote unquote, breakout. But to me, she's broken out multiple times. You you know this. I've said this multiple times on my show. Uh, Private Life, starring her and Paul Giamatti, is my second favorite Netflix original movie of all time. Like that that movie and their their acting is on fucking point. And so seeing her in this, doing a lot of the same stuff that Elizabeth Olsen is doing in terms of like her sitcom role, great stuff. Yeah. My big thing when I saw the trailer for this show and that it was going to be paying homage to all these different eras in television, 
Obviously, I have a television podcast. I am more than a little bit obsessed with TV. In fact, like we were watching one of the episodes last night and it was uh, the backstory episode when the dad opens up the suitcase and it's got all these different like tapes of different sitcoms. I was like, oh, I have that. I have that. I have that. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun to see each week how they were going to tackle this era of TV and the different like old school techniques and tricks they would do and like looking out for different references and nods like... In the one episode where she's pregnant and they're using the different television tricks to hide her stomach or when she gives birth behind the sofa, like all that shit I was geeking out for. And then pair that with the fact that it's a fucking comic book movie. I'm into comic books more than maybe the average person. So it was just really fun to get to merge my two worlds and see each week how they were going to make it awesome. Yeah. No, I agree with that. This was probably the most inventive thing the MCU has done. Yeah. Since uh, it will ever. But like the most inventive thing I think they've done was probably Guardians of the Galaxy because that took a bunch of characters that no one gave a fuck about in the first place and just went here. Here's a movie about them. Go for it. For sure. Dude, I was going to say in my notes, like this is the most inventive and ambitious addition to the MCU and maybe any comic franchise thing that's ever existed. Like it's so fucking cool. Yeah. But like we'll get into it. But Unfortunately, it it does devolve into regular MCU-ness by the end. And that's what kind of brings it down for me, ultimately. Like, we're not going to, like, leave scores on this. But ultimately, like, the show going full MCU by the very end really disappointed me. I have a whole thing on what you don't like about the show and uh, problems, least favorite arcs and stuff like that. So we'll get to picking that apart down the road but let's say i'm light and happy so who are some of the characters that you really enjoyed watching in the show uh obviously our main ones pretty much all the main ones like not even just wanda but also like jimmy woo monica rambo kat dennings uh and and them not even trying to hide anymore that she has uh a a chest I don't know how to really say that, but like it's all it's always hysterical to like watch the MCU movies and just be like, oh, they're putting Catherine Denning, they're playing they're putting Kat Dennings in like a million layers to hide the fact that she has giant boobs. Yes, puppy. Yes, <laughs> puppies. You. Yes. Th- thanks for letting me drown here. Uh, <laughs> it's so much more fun when you do. I mean, sure. But like, I feel like. They did a good job of giving everybody a little more character development and more room to kind of like play and have fun with their Mm -hmm. roles. I will disagree with you. I did not care for Monica Rambeau's character at all, but I'll get into that in a minute. Well, she's underdeveloped. Like at the end, the way she behaves is like, really? Okay. I never really got that you were going through that, but okay. I mean, I guess we'll just go for it now. I didn't get anything that I could relate to. She didn't have anything fun going on. She was just like serious boss lady that was going in there and like was very focused and one track minded. Whereas with all the other characters, they gave you something kind of light and fun and like some good moments that you could enjoy. And Monica just was like getting snapped back into existence and wondering why her mom, who was supposed to be getting better from cancer, isn't around anymore. So it's like a lot of heavy shit. I don't know. Right. And the way they resolve like her and Wanda's 
quote unquote confrontation is like her coming to an understanding of like what Wanda's going through. And it's like, but you've never really explored that beyond the first episode. Like aside from the first episode, you've just been like, Hey, whatever. But in reality, you needed to like actually talk it through and maybe like commiserate with Wanda in terms of loss. And you you haven't done that. You've just, you're just like, Oh, I kind of understand where you're coming from. It's like, but we've had no development really from you whatsoever. It was left, I guess, more to the audience to fill in the blanks with what they knew about what each of the characters have gone through. And I'm fine with them not dumbing it down for us, but they dumbed it down for us way too much in some other areas. And then yes, they could have spent that time doing a better job developing some other characters. Uh, yes, I agree. Like, Jimmy Woo and um, Darcy. They're so cute. They're so funny. Like, they're, they're funny, uh, but, like, they don't have, like, any traumatic resonance, really. It really is, like, Monica. Aside from Wanda, she is the one character we focus on the most. And the fact that they have both gone through something similar and they never really explore that is kind of where the MCU-ness comes in. Yeah. Um. So my favorite characters were Darcy, Jimmy Woo, Wanda, Agnes, obviously, and I fucking dug Evan Peters as Uncle Pietro. Yeah! He was great. He was the perfect early 2000s, I guess 90s, early 2000s, rambunctious uncle. Like on Step by Step, they had that Cody character who turned out to be a terrible person in real life, but that was like a, an archetype that was fun to see him play with. Right. And that'll bring me to my next thing that I want to complain about with the show is fan expectations. So basically it became a meme throughout the entire run of the show that, oh, that's Mephisto. Oh, that's Mephisto. Like, because everyone wants to pretend they're smart and just be like, oh, Mephisto's in the show. He's the reason Wanda is like, that this whole thing is going on in the first place. And like, everyone's Mephisto. And oh, Evan Peters showing up and being Quicksilver is a reference to the multiverse and and the fact that they're going to bring in the X-Men. But then by the end of the show, none of that comes together. It's just like Wanda getting over her shit and then everyone moves on. And so like fans are like, this show sucks. And it's like, why does this show suck? Does it suck because like it's not well written? Or does it suck because what you thought was happening wasn't met up with? Because if it's the latter, you're wrong. Like that's on you. That is your fault for believing that some of these wild fan theories are going to happen. Now, of course, the whole multiverse thing and Evan Peters showing up, Marvel did that to themselves. Marvel said, hey, we're going to have Evan Peters show up. We're going to tease the fact that we're possibly putting the X-Men in the, the MCU, which like, OK, but when you don't do that and people are upset, that's on you. That's on nobody else. Like you, you don't put like fucking Evan Peters as Quicksilver into a show and then be like, oh, we definitely weren't teasing the multiverse. I mean, so I'm, like I said, a bit of a comic nerd. So I was already aware of House of M and what happened in that comic book uh, or that storyline. So I kind of had an idea already of what was happening on the show. But it was kind of a fun tongue-in-cheek thing for them to cast other Quicksilver as Quicksilver. So I didn't right. take it as anything more than that because it would have been too messy. Sure, but even still, like... I know, I I, get it. Other people are going to be less smart than me and have a reaction to it. That's fine. Right, but it's (laughs) not even that. It's just also Disney, like, I get that they wanted to be cute and clever with Evan Peters as Quicksilver, but, like, that really is what drove 
a lot of fan speculation and a lot of fan theories that, you know, something was fucking up here. And when you do that, like you have no one else to blame but yourself, really, when it comes to that. Like when when you set that up and you say, hey, this is our Quicksilver and it's a Quicksilver from a different universe. You're really setting up a lot of the fan theories that come up after that. One of the things that I've been reading is that the multiverse is something that could happen because of what Wanda did in this situation. So that may end up producing or starting multiverse situations. So like maybe it is going to happen. It doesn't mean that Evan Peters is involved, but there could be multiverse implications. Sure. I mean, we're still getting Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Exactly. Directed by, directed by Sam Raimi, which I, that's probably the next MCU property I'm excited for, aside from like Spider-Man, Spider-Man. not going home or whatever it is. I, Never I can't goes what it is home. Right Never returns yeah. home. I, I mean, like I, I've said that title for months that <laughs> that's what the title should be since the end of the second one. So uh, I'm so smart and everybody is so dumb. Yes, dear. Okay, what characters did you not like? Uh, uh, uh Hayward. Well, Hayward. yeah, you're not supposed to like him, but he does a great job of being that fucking dick pickle. Sure. Uh, aside from that, like all, like none of the other characters really make an impression on you whatsoever. Like everybody else is just like a, a, a one episode side character. Like Dottie is a one episode side character. Uh, Vision's boss and his wife are a one episode side character. Herb is like the the neighbor that like maybe gets like five minutes of screen time. Aside from all the main characters, there's nobody else who really gets like any moments of time to actually do anything. Maybe the kids, but they're supposed to be the way they are. So this is my splitting hairs and maybe a hot take, but one of my least favorite characters aside from Monica is Agatha. I love Agnes. Can't stand Agatha. That's fair. Yeah. So I'll get into that more later with some specific examples. But Agnes, I thought she was a fucking crack up as the nosy neighbor. Having grown up with a lot of Bewitched, it was very reminiscent of, oh, fuck, what's that damn bitch's name? (laughs) it's gonna drive me i suck so bad i get fucking mind wiped on mic oh it's never gonna come to me now god damn it i'm looking it up i'll come to you (laughs) don't worry i'm only sleeping cards it's fine it's fine oh gladys kravitz god damn it i'm so dumb i literally didn't even find the answer it just came to me in the middle of me reading through shit gladys kravitz one of TV's best nosy neighbors, and she's always finding a fucking excuse to come over to the house and see what's going on. And that was very well kind of done by Katherine Hahn. She had some great moments, like when she was in the car on Halloween and she's at the stop sign and she's like totally blanking out. And then Vision like makes her come to and she's like losing her fucking mind and like, you're dead, mm-hmm. dead, dead. Like she kills it. And so that's why I feel like the writing is the problem and not Catherine Hahn with... Oh, 100%. I would, yeah, I would never say Catherine Hahn is the problem. It is always the writing. If, it, <laughs> if, if Catherine Hahn is bad, it's the writing's fault. Hundy P, as you would say. Hundy P. Okay, so what are some of your... I mean, it's stupid. We're not going to be able to say favorite seasons, but some of your favorite episodes or moments that happened in the show. Pretty much anything that references classic television. So, like, all the sitcom episodes are, are great. Like when 
uh, we'll we'll get the least favorite episodes, so I won't say it. But basically, anytime they're they're referencing something in terms of a time period, uh, I, I'm in love with the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Like sitcoms are all great stuff. You nailed like the Modern Family with the happy endings intro. Like it was so much fun each week to try to like pick out what the different inspirations were and look for different things. Like the way that they changed the living room. The living room was always essentially set up the same. But it looked completely different for each era, and it really fucking took you there. Did you? Do you have any idea what the budget was per episode for the show? Uh, I know it was two hundred million dollars overall. Oh. So two hundred million divided by nine is like eleven. Twenty five million dollars per episode. Wait, excuse me. What? Yes, Twenty five million dollars per episode. <laughs> that. It, for a 22-minute episode... Oh, roughly, 225 million. Okay, that's fine. It's roughly a million dollars a minute for the first, like, seven episodes. Okay. I mean, good for them. That's fucking bananas. But I will say, up until a certain point in the show, everything looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. The, the, the production design is on fucking point. Like, if this doesn't get nominated, at least, for production design, for, like, Emmys or... I guess that means this is the correct. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't fucking give a fuck. I don't fuck with award season shit. Uh, but regardless, like, yeah, like production design is always on fucking point with this show. And the different theme songs they had for the different decade episodes was fucking division, great. Want, want division. Want division. Want division. It was fucking great. I loved the second episode with the bewitched type like intro. I was like, I spotted that immediately. Yep. It made me so happy. There was just all kinds of fun stuff. So. I'm just going to say my favorite episode was probably a lot of people's favorite episodes, the Halloween episode, because you yes, get everybody my, in yep. those classic costumes. Yep. Uh, that was uh, this episode six, and it's just full on nerd out episode. Pietro's in his old costume. Wanda's in her old costume. Vision's in his old costume. Everyone looks ridiculous because those costumes don't work today. But, you know, seeing them, you just nerd the fuck out. You're like, oh, my God, I remember these classic costumes. Well, that and so it was super fucking dark because this is this episode happens right after Vision starts to understand what is happening around him and that Wanda is responsible for it. So he comes downstairs in the whole outfit and she was like, oh, I'm so glad you decided to play along. And he was like, not like I had any choice. This is all that was in my closet. And he's like, oh, but I knew you had a thing for Mexican wrestlers. So he's just like, he's really fucking good in this episode. Like Paul Bettany Mm -hmm. in this episode, probably above all the other ones, is delivering on all cylinders. He has a lot to do in this episode, too. He is running the gamut in terms of what he's doing in this episode. Like he's figuring out like the conspiracy behind like what's going on. Like why is like half the town fucking shut down at any one time? The best part about his character is when he leaves the hex mm. and he says, help, help, help the people. Uh, and he's not even worried about himself. He's worried about everybody else within the hex. Like he, he, he doesn't care about himself. He's like, I might die. Fucking help everybody else in there because there's some real shit going on. Dude, how fucked up was it when he was doing his, like, I guess, walk through the neighborhood and he gets to the outskirts and everybody's just, like, stuck in these fucking, I guess, what do you call it in a video game? Glitches. There we go. They're stuck in these glitches where they're just, like, going through these same motions. That woman's, like, hanging the thing on the line and that tear comes down her face. Like, 
fuck, that is so fucked up. Those kids that are standing out there just in costume, not moving at all. You really start to understand how fucked up this whole situation is. Because up until now, I was on Wanda's side. I was like, you know, she's found something to kind of like, I guess, make her whole again. Sure. Well, uh, the the be- the direct comparison I made when we first watched this episode together was uh, the episode of Rick and Morty where they're in in a simulation and Jerry's also randomly in the simulation. <laughs> so they run they run the simulation at five percent power and like Jerry runs this whole hungry for apples campaign, and, and it's like like Vision is on the Jerry storyline where they're <laughs> devoting the least amount of of commu- computing power to what he's doing as possible. Yeah. It was it was fucking dark. And then the other thing, this I guess this kind of goes under running jokes or gags. This is more of like an Easter egg or a nod. But like when Wanda and the kids in Pietro are doing the trick-or-treating thing and he says like, oh, that's going to be kick-ass. And then she goes, kick-ass? Because mm-hmm. the old Quicksilver was kick-ass. Aaron, what's yes. his name? Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's it. Who, who is married to a woman who is 20 years his senior. Isn't he married to like, no, that Barbara Hershey's the one that's married to Saeed no, from Lost. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, his wife is the one who uh, directed the first Fifty Shades movie. Oh man! Yeah, that's a there's a there's a full circle. Everything like on Netflix and Swill dot com isn't now brought into the Fifty Shades movie. It doesn't have the, to be though. But it but it is. So suck it. I'm the sucker who read all those books. I didn't. I I think I saw the first movie, but I definitely did not see the other two. I've seen none of them, and I will keep it that way. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about the Halloween episode? Um, the Malcolm in not, the Middle shit was awesome, though. I'm sorry. The, the The Malcolm in the Middle intro was awesome. Like, and also, I don't know which kid it was, Billy or Tommy, because like, I don't know which one's uh, which. Uh, right. Uh, them doing the Malcolm shit of like talking like it was basically Malcolm in the Middle. We, you were watching another episode of Malcolm in the Middle, which ultimately is what it is, is because like that's one of the DVDs in the case is the, uh, a season of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, there was this one part. I think it might have been the only cutaway that ever happened in the whole series, but they were talking about trick or treating, and it cuts away to Pietro and Wanda trick or treating and getting like a fish, and the lady was like to share. That shit was fucking funny. Right. Like and and that's what that show would do, uh, and like it really adopted a lot of the same styles of the shows. It was I, I don't say bastardizing, but like homaging. Yes, absolutely. There was a lot of that was one of my favorite things like about this show was finding like in the first episode when Wanda's doing all the dishes and you can see them all like kind of like they're definitely hanging on strings, but it looked exactly like an episode of Bewitched. Like all of the different magic things were very much in that style. And it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it was, it didn't feel like a modern way of doing it. They went back to like the old ways of doing it. And like, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you got to love that stuff when, like, they're homaging, like, classic television, but also doing it the way they did it. Yeah. What the fuck was I going to say? God damn it. No. I forgot it. Oh, you're being stinky. Oh, I, would, I just what I was going to say. I found personally that the sitcoms within each episode were actually super fucking entertaining. Like, I love 50s and 60s and, sev- well, not 70s, 50s and 60s and whatever else TV shows. I fucking will always have a soft spot for them. I don't care how corny or cheesy they are. I don't mind the canned laughter. I thought all of that stuff was fucking funny. 
Yeah, it like you were watching uh, Adam's Family the oh, like a few months hilarious. ago. But like, yeah, it's exactly the same. It's it's that canned laughter. It's like that those obvious setups to, for you know potentially hysterical jokes. Like no one's dying of laughter, but like they're they're quick laughs that keep moving. Oh, apparently the Agatha All Along theme song was inspired by the monsters in the Adam's Family. Sure, I can see that. Um. Deborah Jo Rupp was underused like a motherfucker in the show. In the first episode, her and Catherine Hahn are fucking amazing. Well, it's great that they got Deborah Jo Rupp because she's like one of those um, classic sitcom moms. Like she, she's the mom in that '70s show, right? And I consider that show classic at this point. So, like seeing her digging her teeth into like basically the the old school kitty role that she played. Yeah, I I was there for that, but then they never did it again. No, she and then she like didn't hardly even show up until like maybe the last episode. Yeah, I I don't know. Like uh, I, I I like she gets the and credit in the show, and I just wish there was more and Deborah Jo Rupp. Yeah, with the the series. What did you think about the commercials that were in each episode? Uh, obviously they were allegories towards something. And then episode eight kind of reveals like what the allegories are for all of the commercials. Like they were, I, I never really saw like old school commercials. So I can't tell like how much like the 60, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s ones were mm-hmm. like true to form. But like the eight, like the, the 90s and 2000s. Well, actually there wasn't even a 2000s commercial, but like, the 90s commercial Felt yeah, there was a nice like There was a two thousand commercial. Was the antidepressant one when we were like, when so you realize oh, yeah, the yeah. world doesn't revolve around you, or does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. That one. Then I recognize. But like the nineties commercial of like the over the top like garbage kids. Oh my you know, god! Parent, that parent has to get rid of the garbage kids. No, there was that one. The nineties one was that fucking shark that brought the yogurt to the kid on the island. It was the claymation oh, yeah. style. That shit was fucked up. Damn. And then the Lagos paper towel commercial was, you'd forgotten, but it was the reference to the um, civilians that she killed, that Wanda killed in uh, Lagos. Oh, it was Lagos? Was I, it? I was wondering, I forgot where she killed the people, but she killed yeah, the people. Yeah, when they were fighting crossbones and she redirected the explosion. That was it. Speaking of, we were just yeah. watching a Frank Grillo movie today. It was terrible. <laughs> It was terrible. It was jujitsu. I talk about it on this week's episode of Netflix and Swill, so check it so out. So we don't have to talk about it here. Correct. Um, we were talking about the Modern Family episode. That might have been my second favorite episode out of the whole one. It was just like the interviews they had with everybody were fucking hilarious. Agnes got an interview. She was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to slow jerk myself by calling the happy endings intro yes. for that episode. That and I fucking kick myself because I just watched all of Happy Endings like the month before and did not notice it until you said it. I was like, God damn it, that's awesome. Yeah, it's Wanda and it just keeps flashing through everything because it's like Happy Endings was the same thing. It was like happy and then like it would just get like on different surfaces happy. Yeah, like I was like, huh, that's Happy Endings, and you just went, well, shit, it fucking is. It's so cool. All right, what are some of your favorite episodes? Yeah, pretty much all the ones you said. So, like, the the second episode was the Bewitched-themed one, and it was, like, the magic act one. I didn't care for that episode that much the first time I watched it, but on the rewatch, it was pretty fucking funny. Like, Paul Bettany being, I guess, gum drunk, he was really, like, hamming it up and having a good time. So, like, I didn't oh, hate yeah. it. 
It's still not one of my favorites, but I didn't hate it. Right. It's one of those zany, over the top, sticky, physical comedy kind of kind of episodes that you would see in the 60s. Yeah. Hundy P. Okay. So what do you not like about the show? Episode nine. Totally. 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 All right. Why don't you like episode nine? It's too MCU. Like, and I don't dislike the MCU. I think the MCU is like actually like the fact that the MCU is like even remotely cohesive is a fucking credit to the producers and everybody who works on those movies. But, 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 uh, there's a lot of issues. So, I mean, we've, we've been spoiling it throughout, but like basically Wanda gets no comeuppance. Like there, there's no negative for anything that Wanda has done at all. She gets some dirty looks from the townspeople. Um, oh, that's so devastating towards <laughs> everybody. But like, she, there, nothing happens to her. Nothing. There's no negative repercussions, and like, that's not realistic in any way, shape, or form. Like, she took an entire town hostage for maybe two weeks. How are they gonna? How are they gonna punish her, babe? They f- figure it the fuck out. How are they going to punish her? Fi- well, okay. Let's talk about Luke Cage, for instance. Luke Cage is an all-powerful, bulletproof dude who can beat the fuck out of all the cops. But what does Luke Cage do? He turns himself in. Wanda's not going to turn herself in. She's far too selfish for that. Correct. But, like, he turns himself in. It's like, I'll do the time. And, like, you could do that. With, with Wanda, you you know, she could learn to not be so sel- fucking selfish. Like, that could have been the realization she comes to, and she turns herself in. Instead, she's just like, oh, I'm going to Bruce Banner myself and go off to a fucking remote cabin and learn how to harness my power. Like, come come on. Yeah. I see, I could see that. Because, like, I wasn't as bothered by that part of it as I was, like, the whole fucking... Let me start back where it actually bothered me. So in episode eight, I initially, I did not like the last two episodes at all on the rewatch episode eight, which is the backstory episode. I actually, I think that all of the different like times or like experiences that they revisit all contribute to explaining Wanda's mental state, why things have happened the way they have. And it gives you a clearer picture of everything that she's gone through. I did not fucking like Agatha dumbing it down for the audience what the purpose was for each scene. Like, oh, that really explains a lot. Mm, but I think I'm going to need a little more. Let's go through this door. Well, that was fucking annoying. It's not even her. It's not even her saying that. It's the fact that she says she explained like recaps basically what happened. Yes. And then she goes, I have a theory, but I'm going to need a little more. Oh. Like if she just said if, if at the end she just went. Hmm. That says enough. I have a theory, but I need a little more. That, like, removing everything that was just summarized makes it interesting. Like, and, and that and, and that kind of also still drives at what she wants, which is an answer as to why Wanda is the way that she is. Like, if you cut the summaries out of those episodes, you just go, basically, Agatha being like, huh, okay, more. And then we, we keep reliving events. Yes. Fine. And then... Uh, the third one, when, like, her and Wanda, like, Wanda and Vision are talking together in uh, Avengers Compound. Right after Pietro got killed, yeah. Right. Like, if she summarized after that, I would have said, okay, that's fine. Because, like, you need to say, here's what I've gathered so far, but I still need more from this. Fine. I would, like, if she summarized one time 
before she comes to an overall summary, I'd have been like, okay, fine. She summarizes after every single one, and it's stupid, and it treats the audience like they're stupid. Yes. And that's why it's MCU. It's because it treats the audience like they're stupid. Also, I will say the CGI is overkill between Wanda and fucking Agatha, but there was one part where Wanda threw a car at Agnes or Agatha and it like flies into a house. And when it goes, she goes to like, see if she's under there. It just has her boots there. That was fucking yep. great. I loved that. Yeah. The, yeah. the CGI in episode nine is fucking terrible. Terrible. Like, I, I don't like, what did you say? It was, uh, 25 million per episode. Yeah. 25 million per episode. I don't understand how you have 25 million per episode in the previous eight episodes. Unless it's you're like paying salaries, like you should have probably a hundred million dollars left over for fucking episode nine. Yes, and and do all the VFX budget off of that. The fact that it looks so bad, they you, is they look like ridiculous. they're hanging on wires. The way that the women are flying through the air, they're literally just fucking dangling there. That's terrible. Why the fuck? Because there's one part where like I guess Agatha's. Not tormenting, but like provoking Wanda. She's standing on top of a building, and for some reason, she's in front of a fucking salad dressing billboard the entire time, which is fucking weird. Oh, um, so the internet was making memes on that. Uh, basically, you saw Halloween Town this Halloween, right? Yeah. Uh, so Agatha looks a lot like Calabar from Halloween Town. Okay. And everyone's memeing on that. Like, Cal- Calabar walked so Agatha could fly, and I kind of <laughs> laughed at that. But, like, like she... That's why that kind of... As soon as everyone said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I see that now. So, like, yeah, it's ridiculous, but, like, that's kind of what Calabar was doing in Halloween Town when he was monologuing at the very end for Debbie Reynolds. But Agatha Harkness is a real character, and they just made her into, a, like, a cartoon. Like, she was well, so fucking aggravating. And that's the final thing when I'm saying the MCU this because the MCU is really remiss to make their quote unquote heroes the villains. Straight up, Wanda is the villain of this show. Yes. Period. She kidnapped an entire town in order to placate a fantasy that helps her get over the death of of Vision. The last person in her life, like everybody else in her life that she's loved, is fucking dead. And then. Then she fucking goes to try to get her boy, her husband, boyfriend, whatever he is to each other to just get his remains to bury him. And Hayward, it's his fucking fault this whole shit happened because he fucking takes her to see his dismantled body and then provokes her. She's like, he's like, you don't own him. You can't bury him. Fucking asshole. It's your fault. This has all happened. Well, even still, it's still Wanda's fault. It is still Wanda's fault. Yes, yes, yes. However, I don't feel like we needed agatha in this series at all no that's what i'm saying the mcu doesn't want to treat their heroes as villains ever despite the fact they're doing villainous shit like the only time they do it really is civil war and then they pass off fucking baron zemo yeah right that's that's zemo Zemo. They, they pass off baron zemo as the villain at the very end because he started off the whole thing. And it's like, no, stop doing that. You you can have complex characters. They, like, they're allowed to have different emotions and be like do different things. Like Wanda doesn't have to be squeaky fucking clean. And that's what kind of upset me the most. Is like because she doesn't get any, she doesn't feel any wrath or punishment, like she gets like scornful looks from this fucking town. 
aside from that, Wanda is basically left off, like, nothing ever, like, she did nothing ever wrong. And, like, Monica's even like that. Monica even says, like, it's whatever. And then Wanda fucks off. And it's like, what's going on here? Am I living in some fantasy world where heroes, like, people who do something good don't fucking get imprisoned for doing something bad? Yes. You are living in a fantasy world. It's called the MCU. That's true. Oh, I also fucking hated, hated, like, both times I watched it, at the end of the fucking Agatha Wanda fight, when she fucking lights up the runes on the wall, she's like, oh, this is what the purpose of runes are. I was like, we literally fucking just heard that in the last episode. All you had to do was show the runes light up. I fucking got it. I'm not that dumb. Well, to be fair, during the time, we rewatched it. No, I hated it the first time. Oh, okay. That's why I said I hated it both times. Okay, that's fine. I viscerally hated it. That's fine. It was always allowed. I know it's allowed. I will say the vision fight was kind of cool. Seeing them like phasing and like choosing when to phase and when not to while beating each other up was really entertaining. I feel like the vision fight looked great. The Wanda Agatha fight, by comparison, looked like straight up dog shit. It looked like something I could color in a coloring book and like put up on a projector on the big screen. Yeah, kind of. So... The vision fight, I think, is probably my favorite thing of the series in terms of not treating the audience like stupid morons. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they stop punching each other at one point, and then they're just like, all right, we're going to have a logic discussion. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because the vision isn't just, you know, fucking shoot people with laser beams and punch people. He also is hyper-intelligent. And so, like, the ship of Theseus conundrum it's like a great way to end their whole struggle. It's like, okay, let's stop pu- stop punching each other and debate philosophy. Because he said he was a contingent vision, not the real vision. Because cataract vision, which is fucking hilarious, cataract's mission was to kill the vision. He's like, but I'm a conditional vision. He's like, oh, fuck. Let's talk about this. But you're not the vision. It, like, the whole ship of Theseus scene was is so actually, brilliant. like, really smart writing. And it makes me very mad that they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna treat the audience like they're not stupid for this, but then treat them like they're stupid for even simpler stuff." Yeah. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Um, let me see if I've missed anything. No, that's everything I wanted to say about the last two episodes, I believe. Okay, so that's that's the last two episodes. Uh, there there's some like random shit that I brought up that uh, in my in in my notes that. Go ahead, go through your notes because I have some random shit in my notes too. All right, so like episode three, Dr. Nielsen, obviously, I think is a, a reference to Nielsen ratings. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, but like, it's just randomly Dr. Nielsen, whatever. Um, episode five, uh, where Wanda's like, we can't just bring things back from the dead. And it's oh, like, for Sparky. Uh, the classic, the classic do as I say, not as I do argument from parents. Got it. Yes. Uh, then. Episode also episode five feels like a penultimate episode because it's like before before Evan Peter shows up as Quicksilver, like Vision starting to figure shit out yep. and everything seems to be crumbling around Wanda. And then all of a sudden Evan Peter shows up and then like the show continues on for four more episodes. Well, so what happens like there Vision's figuring out and him and Wanda are like having their confrontation and then Evan Peter shows up. Then it goes to the next episode, which is the Halloween one, which is, like, where you have that tension between Wanda and Vision before he goes off on, like, quote, neighborhood watch. And then Wanda and Vision are not together at all until after 
Agatha, it starts fighting her in like the last episode, and then the other vision shows up. So like they were apart, like I guess dealing with real couple problems because she was a selfish bitch. So yeah, I thought that was I didn't notice that the first time that they were not together at all for several episodes. Right, but then Vision's off doing his own thing because like I I guess like the piece of the of Vision that still lives within her is still like. I want to figure out what's going on. Like, I want to figure out like how to help people yeah. because there's people fucking going through it. Well, and that's, I feel like here. was super realistic in terms of how those characters would actually deal with that kind of situation. Like he wouldn't just show up back home and she was having a fucking episode. So it worked out and it made no, sense. She had nine episodes. She had nine episodes. Shut up. Do you have anything else or can I say my stuff? No, you can do your stuff. Okay. So I heard, some bitching like the first three episodes there was a lot of different like little mysteries or things that are to build tension and you don't know what the fuck is going on like you get the like mm-hmm. random modern shots that would happen during like these 50s and 60s episodes like have the voice coming through the radio or the beekeeper coming out of the sewer and the helicopter that was in color all this shit i feel like they did a really good job of creating a what the fuck is happening atmosphere before they started answering those questions, which they did in like either the fourth or the fifth episode. It was the fourth episode. The fourth episode is when they're like every like they show their whole ass. And like that's where I'm like that episode I was like, oh, I don't know about this. I feel like this is revealing too much shit too early. I don't feel like it did. I feel like it gave us an idea of everything that's happened up until this point, and then that's when the vision started to become aware of what was actually happening around him. And Wanda didn't even realize what was happening. I don't think until after quote Geraldine slash Monica mentioned that Pietro was murdered by Ultron. And then that's when she started becoming aware because I don't think she was up until that point. Um, that's fair. I guess. I don't know. I feel like she was always aware and like, they just kind of downplayed it the whole time. I think that she had, a psychotic break when she arrived at the foundation of that home and saw what her, their future could have been together, realized she lost the last person in her life. Like that meant something to her. And she just fucking broke. Cause like at the end of the first episode, they realized they don't know how they got there or anything about their past. And they're just like kind of in a cloud in terms of like memory. So like, I feel like she had no fucking clue that, she was causing this, that she was doing this until she fucking expelled Monica from the hex. Okay. That's my take. Sure. That's fine. You're, you're allowed to have that take. I know. Then, oh, and then other things they were doing that was like letting you know, I guess that Wanda was creating shit was like when vision would start to be like, there's something not right about Westview. And then she rewound it and started the scene over the, again. The jump cuts. Yeah. The yep. jump cuts and shit like that. Like, there was a whole lot of fucking cool shit going on. You didn't know what was going on with the Geraldine character because you had Catherine Hahn and Herb talking outside about how she doesn't have a home here and she's only here because we all and like that shit. Like it was just doing such a good job of creating tension for me throughout the first several episodes. And I heard people like talking shit like, why aren't we getting shit answered? And I really liked that we didn't. Well, also, don't forget, like this was released weekly. So people, like, we got the first two episodes immediately, and then we got the third episode. And it's like, they're not going to show everything after fucking two weeks. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Um, The fourth episode is, after watching the fourth episode, is when I went back and rewatched the entire MCU. 
So, like, it starts with everybody being snapped back into existence and seeing how that played out if you're not the Avengers, which was super fucking interesting and cool to see. Right. Which we we need, like in Spider-Man: Far From Home, they show like pe- like it's comedic how how it's done, but like obviously people getting snapped back into existence is fucking traumatic, potentially terrifying. Yeah, for a lot of people, like oh I I'm snapped back into this new reality five years after I was snapped out of it, and I there are things that I think are happening that aren't happening anymore. Like I potentially don't have a home. I people I know are, are dead. You know, there are new people in my life. Like, you know, uh, a family member could have had like a new kid and I, I miss like huge sections of their life. And this is the thing that's completely underexplored in the MCU. I mean, of course this is only like the second thing since like Endgame that's come out since, uh, since the snap. So like, yeah, maybe they haven't fully explored anything yet, but like I, I want that kind of show where I see regular people dealing with actual ramifications of, for what the superheroes are fucking doing. Yeah. Because the superheroes just got, kind of go about their lives and be like, hey, we're kind of above everything. Like the boys, for instance. Like it's, it's like the boys. Like the boys, like it, they're like the superheroes are just like the seven are just above whatever's going on. But there are real world ramifications to everything they're doing. Yeah. I fucking got a chuckle out of Woo with the business card trick as the callback to Ant-Man. Because now that I went back and rewatched the whole MCU, including the first two Ant-Mans, like he was obsessed with that whole fucking learning that trick and learning the magic. And there was another scene where he was like doing some magic practice stuff. Uh, it's the final episode yeah. where he got out of the handcuffs. That was it. Um, I loved how much Darcy and Woo were enjoying watching the sitcom when it came out, like when she was giving birth and they were so invested and Darcy's like, do you want one? And she meant to chip, but we thought he was talking, she was talking about kids, like shit like that. They were so cute. And that's what kind of has me hopeful for like a regular people show in the MCU. Like obviously they're the same agents of shield, but like a Darcy Woo monica show or like people along those lines kind of show where it's just like they're regular people just kind of like navigating this world absolutely all right dan do you have anything that you want to talk about before we do mary bang kill no i talked about my my two big complaints which are like the fans being shitty and uh the fans being shitty (laughs) actually my complaints are just the fans being shitty fans don't be shitty don't be all uncool be cool that's what countess luann would say Bitch, be cool. What, what's what are we gonna be like? Like three little Fonzies. What's Fonzie? He's cool. All right, Dan. Who are you gonna marry, bang, and kill? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Olsen, despite the fact that she's clearly deranged okay. uh, in some way. Uh, m- bang, Darcy because Cat Dennings, uh, and then kill. Uh, Hayward's too easy, but. Uh, yeah, Hayward, I guess. Oh my god, Dan, Gerald's gonna make so much fun of us. So Gerald made fun of us for being very similarly rated on a lot of things, like including the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yes. My Mary is Darcy because Kat Dennings. My bang is Wanda because she's too mentally unstable, but she's hot. And my kill Don't stick your dick in crazy. My and because she can fucking create whatever reality I want to around me while we're doing it. That's gotta be awesome. I could bang Henry Cavill be fine and then i'm gonna kill wanda or sorry not wanda monica because i said hayward is too obvious monica (laughs) sorry i keep referencing uh too fast too furious 
which is uh, it's the beginning race where uh, the one guy is like, hey, you want to go home with me? And the girl's like, win this race and I'll go home with you. And her name's Monica. So when he, whenever he loses, he screams, Monica! Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Uh, That's very funny. Way. I'm laughing no, on the inside. Very funny. Are you? No. <laughs> I'm laughing on the outside. But at myself, not at you. All right. I would normally tell people to, like... Or tell you to tell people where to find your podcast, but like that seems irrelevant at this point. Is there anything you want to talk up, like upcoming stuff you're reviewing or shit that I don't know? You want to talk about stacking triggers? Yeah, let's talk Do about stacking shit. triggers. So this entire episode, I've been sleeving cards uh, and, and been able to talk. I also was sleeving cards throughout our entire episode of Netflix and Swill this week. So uh, there's that. But. Uh, Stacking Triggers, it's a Magic the Gathering podcast we're doing because Ashley fucking hated the fact that we talked about Magic the Gathering for 14 minutes on Netflix and Swill, so to irritate her, we do a podcast that's about an hour long, uh, all about Magic the Gathering, so it's, uh, you know, four times as much Magic the Gathering talk as Ashley couldn't stand for uh, a week. Yes, but then I don't have to listen to it, and I'm nice because I let you plug it on my show, bitch. I guess it's true. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, me, Caleb, and Bill, we all talk about our adventures through magic the gathering uh, whether it's through the car the physical card game the uh the digital card game uh on uh episode three i talk about my fucking meltdown that ashley had oh to fucking experience my god you scared the dogs my i kicked my fucking laundry basket that's how fucking mad i was <sighs> that i was just i i lost eight games in a row I've never lost eight games in a row in anything. It's a fucking computer-generated card game. It's not going to have the same principles as actually playing with a live deck. Well, sure, but also I don't have to buy the live deck. I just have the And I don't have deck. to have another nerd in my house while you play with a live deck, so that's fine. Mm. <clears throat> Bubby, mm, I was the one who... On the French champagne. <laughs> All right, Bubby, that's it. We talked for an hour. Wait, you were the, wait, no, you said I was the one What finished that sentence. I was the one that beat you in all those eight games. Oh, I would have, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to shoot you right now as soon as we get out of here. Well, then I guess you're editing this episode. Okay. I know you would do that. I love you. I'm self, I'm too much of a control freak, so I'm editing my own episode. So you just have to that's let me why know. I edit. That's why I edit two podcasts a week plus a patron bonus episode. Yeah, I'm too. I can't. Hashtag I can't. All right. That's it for us this week. Next month. Um, I said this week, this month, next month, I'm going to have dear friend to the show, Gerald, come on. And we're going to talk about uh, my so-called life, which starred Claire Danes and Jared Leto. And it's also only one season. Oh, Jared Leto. Uh, why couldn't you just stick to 30 seconds to Mars and rape girls? What? Oh, uh, by rape girls, I mean statutory rape girls who are, uh, are groupies for 30 seconds to Mars. God, that really is going to fuck up my entire viewing of this sitcom or this show. Thanks. Well, I'm fairly confident that happened uh, because allegedly, he's in a band. Allegedly. No, no. I, allegedly I, I, fuck that Jared happened. Leto. Nope, nope. Sue, bring it on, Jared Leto. Sue me. I was making a joke that on uh, the This Is Important podcast, they always say allegedly for any negative story, but they are way more likely to get sued than either of us. Sue me, Jared Leto. Bring it the fuck on. We can talk about how bad your fucking Joker is oh. so I can fucking say fuck, fuck off. Your lawsuit will get thrown out in court because I'll just say his Joker sucks and the judge will be like, uh, uh, lawsuit, lawsuit dismissed. 
his Joker is really fucking atrocious. That laugh makes me want to fucking punch that TV you just got. Ah, stop, ah, stop, stop, ah, stop, stop, ah, stop, stop, ah. stop, 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 stop. I'm doing it so well stop, that she can't deal stop. with it. I just don't want to fucking hear it in my head. You're going to remind me of it. God damn it, it's there. All right, well, we're out because I have to go beat his ass. Y'all, we'll see you next month. And yes, I said y'all. Eat it, Dan. Goodbye forever. Bye forever. Sparky too.